Welcome to the Attractive Man Podcast, where we help men become better men. In these episodes, you'll discover how to improve your dating and relationships, how to break through your mental limits that are holding you back, and how to move through life with confidence and purpose. I'm your host, Matt Artisan. Hey, what's up guys? Matt Artisan here, coming at you from Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, hence the ridiculous hat. And we're gonna go explore the city, but I also wanna talk about how to never run out of things to say, because I know how scary that can be when you finally muster up the courage to go approach that beautiful woman, and then your mind goes blank, you don't know what to say, and you're standing there looking like an idiot, kinda like me wearing this hat. And that scenario can prevent a lot of guys from actually approaching in the first place. Or even worse, maybe this has happened to you on a date, which really sucks, you're sitting there in silence, and it's not like you can just bail. But don't worry, man. I got you covered. My name is Matt Artisan from The Attractive Man, and this is how to never run out of things to say when you're talking to a beautiful lady. We're in a grab right now, which is basically the Uber of Asia, and we're gonna get some authentic Vietnamese food because we are starving. And I'm gonna count down starting with number six, which is stop using conversation killers. This is my favorite place to eat. We both tried Vietnamese pancakes for the first time the other day, and we both decided it's pretty much our new favorite food. In fact, we've been eating it every day since. My other favorite is coconut. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Look man, you just need to get her to talk because women love talking. I'm sure that's no surprise to you, but studies even prove this to be true. There was a study that showed that more dopamine is released in a woman's brain when she's talking versus when a man is talking. So I recommend getting her to talk about 70% of the time and you're talking about 30% of the time, more or less. But this goes against most dating advice that says you should be talking 90% of the time, at least in the initial five minutes of the interaction, which I think is horrible advice because A, that's a lot of work that puts all the pressure on you and plus, Women love to talk, so just let her talk, which means stop using conversation killers, and we all do that. I'm definitely guilty of this. Statements like, oh, that's cool, or that's awesome, after she says something, says something that she has done or something that she likes. Also, don't use closed questions. If she tells you something she just did, don't say, was it fun, because then she just might say yes, and that's it. Instead, say what was fun about it, or ask what did you love about it, and then just let her talk. One time I was traveling through Europe and I met a girl and we went on an instant date. And this was a long time ago, probably about eight years ago, the first time I went to Europe, maybe even 10 years ago. Anyways, she was a talker. She was talking 90 to 95% of the time, which was cool during the date. I was just kicking back, drinking my beer, enjoying, you know, listening to her, not having to do much. Then we went back to my place and she kept talking. In fact, she started talking even more and I started getting into my head thinking, how can I go for the move? There's like no ideal moment. She just keeps talking and talking and talking and she won't shut up. Eventually, we just got so tired, it got late. We both fell asleep. We both passed out and I never even kissed her. I'm sad to admit that I didn't even go for the move. And she was probably disappointed that I didn't go for it. She was probably just nervous and kept talking and talking and I missed an opportunity. But luckily, I've learned from that mistake. So if you're ever in that mistake where you have a woman who's really a talker 
and you don't know how to go for the move, make sure to watch the video that I'll put down in the description on how to go for the kiss in that kind of situation. This is what I love about traveling so much. You're just wandering around the city and then you find something, some kind of exhibition. Now we're on our way to this palace, exhibition, museum, whatever it is, but number five is you need to own the awkward. So let's go see what this is all about. I'm not a huge fan of museums, believe it or not, even though I travel all the time. I've been to 79 countries. Most of them I have not been in museums um, because I find them usually kind of boring. Usually you can find the same information on Google. But war museums, on the other hand, they can be kind of cool. So basically palaces are full of tables and chairs. That's what I've learned so far. Oh no, I've seemed to have lost Jen. Maybe she's sitting on a chair somewhere behind a table. Have you seen a little Filipina girl? No? No luck. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> if you saw this thing coming at you, you'd probably be a little tense. There'd probably be some tension in your body to say the least. And speaking of tension in your body, when there's a moment of silence, when you're talking to a beautiful woman, if you can just be calm and at ease and comfortable in that tension, that can actually increase the attraction. Because think about it. Who are the people in your life when there's silence, you guys aren't talking, you're comfortable around. Your friends, your family, your loved one, people that you know for a long time. So when you can be comfortable in the presence of a beautiful woman, even if there's a small moment of silence, but through the principle called emotional contagion, which suggests that emotions are contagious, just like if you see somebody yawn, all of a sudden you start feeling tired. If you're feeling comfortable and grounded and present in that tension of, you know, an awkward silence, then most likely she will feel calm as well. She won't get all nervous and it actually puts you on the same wavelength or the same category as those people that are really close to her in her life. So it can actually increase the comfort and the rapport quite a bit. We actually do an exercise on our live workshops where a guy will approach a girl in public and pause for a really long time. And of course, there's gonna be a lot of tension, but he realizes that everything's fine. He can actually be comfortable in that tension. And then the girl will actually stay. She doesn't just walk away immediately and she can be comfortable in that tension as well. And of course, we also bring in models on our boot camps so that guys can role play with them and stand face to face just like this with a beautiful woman and feel the tension in their body, process those emotions so that tension leaves their body. So then when they go approach a beautiful woman in real life, they're already comfortable, grounded, and feeling a lot more confident. Speaking of being comfortable in the silence, I don't know if you've ever been on a date with a woman in another country who doesn't speak English and you don't speak her language. That can be very awkward because you can't even really communicate except through Google Translate. There was actually a study, or not a study, but an article in New York Times that suggests a series of questions and topics that you talk about to increase intimacy, which you can't really do if she doesn't speak the same language. But on top of that, they suggest having a four minute soul gazing, kind of like a staring contest where you just look into each other's eyes, you're about arm's distance apart or a little bit closer, no talking, and you just connect through eye contact. And I've done that many times with girls in other countries, and I actually feel the connection increase. I can feel 
different emotions that they've experienced. I can see pain in their eyes. I can see joy in their eyes. And I can feel like I know that person so much more. Like we have this deeper connection after just a few minutes of looking into each other's eyes with no talking whatsoever. And at the same time, you're managing that awkward tension by just sitting there and looking at each other. So try that next time there's some awkward silence, whether you're in a different country or not, even if she speaks English, well, if there's some awkward silence, just say, hey, I read this article or I heard about this article in New York Times. Let's try this out. Let's try a staring contest. Try it, man. Let me know how it works. And if you want to use it to escalate, you can too. And you can just start getting closer and closer and closer to her until you kiss her. Next, technique number quattro, go off topic. This just means don't be afraid to talk about whatever the heck you want. Give yourself permission to just talk. When you're with your friends or your family, you just talk about whatever you want, isn't that right? So the same should apply when you meet a beautiful woman, whether it's for the first time or on a date. Talk about your passions, talk about her passions, talk about the sky, talk about cheese, talk about Fruit Loops, talk about whatever the heck you want. And the easiest way to segue into anything that you want to talk about is just say, that reminds me. And then talk about whatever you feel like. It doesn't even matter if it really makes a lot of sense. For example, let's say she's eating Skittles and you say, that reminds me of the time I went to Vietnam and I saw somebody eating Skittles and then I went to this really awesome exhibition about tables and chairs. It was so awesome. <laughs> you start talking about that makes no sense whatsoever. Even if she calls you out on it and says, okay, how does that have to do with Skittles? Who cares? Just say, I don't know, it just popped into my mind. Just own it. Who cares if you're random? That's a lot better than being boring and predictable. So give yourself permission right now to talk about whatever the you want to talk about. One time I was teaching a boot camp in Bangalore, India, and I demoed for the guys by approaching a girl walking down the street and I asked her an art question, something like, tell me something about you. Like, what do you love to do? What do you enjoy doing? And she looked at me straight in the eyes and says, I love to eat bananas. <laughs> I was like, okay, ding, ding, ding. I actually got very in my head in that moment and started thinking about all the sexual innuendos that I could make. I ended up saying something like, really, what do you love about eating bananas and putting other large phallic objects in your mouth? Needless to say, we had a very enjoyable, flirty, and sexual interaction, which I didn't think was possible on the streets of India. By the way, man, make sure to subscribe to this channel if you're not already subscribed. Click that bell notification icon, leave me a thumbs up, and a comment down below. I really do check my comments. And let me know what other videos you want to see on this channel. And follow me on Instagram, send me a DM. I want to chat with you, man, and help you out. Next is using comments and questions properly because chances are you go into interview mode. Let's hide from Jen. Oh no, we've been caught. <laughs> I'm always teasing her. So then the key is making a statement and then asking a question, making a statement and asking a question, just mixing up statements and questions. Because every time you ask a question, you're drawing out information, but every time you make a statement, you're giving information. 
it's kind of like a cup of water. Every time you make a question, you're dumping out the water and pretty soon it's empty. And when you're feeling empty and drained, you want to get the heck out of there and get full again. So you need to balance it out. Every time you pour out the cup, you need to fill it back up by just giving a statement. So for example, you ask a question like, simple question like, where are you from? And she says, Toronto. I don't even know much about Toronto. And then that can be my statement. You know, I don't really know much about Toronto. I was only there once when I was a kid, when I was 10 years old. But funny fact, I'm actually Canadian because my mom was born in Canada and I just got my Canadian passport about a year ago, but I haven't even used it yet. So what do you love the most about Canada? So comment, question, comment, question. Even if your comment is only like one sentence long and you say, I don't know anything about that, tell me more about that. It's still better than question, 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 question. And then when you ask questions or follow-up questions after your statement, make sure they're emotionally rich follow-up questions. Not like, how long have you done that? And she says, one month. Then what? You're done. Or where do you do that? I do it in the city. What do you say after that? You're done. So instead of how long or where do you do that, ask what's it like doing that? Or what got you into that? Like what motivated you to do that? Or a very simple, emotionally charged follow-up question is simply why. Now you know some good follow-up questions, but what about actually starting the conversation? Like what's the good first question to ask well, I like to use the Ford method. It's time for a coconut break. Yeah, because I'm so thirsty. I love coconut. Jen used to climb up coconut trees when she lived in the province in the Philippines. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Especially my brother, too. He climbed yeah, the tree. I, one time, he actually, I was really hungover because I drank too much with her family. I'm usually not a big drinker, but her family can be kind of a bad influence. And so I was super hungover the next day and her brother climbed all the way up coconut to grab six coconuts. I was a little worried for him, like he was risking his life just for my hangover. Ford is an acronym and the F stands for family. Everybody has a family, so everybody has something to talk about when it comes to family, but you can't just say, how's your family? Or what's your family like out of nowhere? That's a little strange. So it has to be in context, but you can make almost anything in context. Let's say she's talking about horseback riding. Of course, you can ask, what do you love about horseback riding? What made you get into that? But then, if you don't know where to take it, you can say something like, you know, that reminds me of my brother. He just went horseback riding last week. Do you have any siblings? What are your siblings like? What's your relationship like with your siblings? And then that will go into different tangents. Right? You don't have to just keep talking about your siblings or her siblings. You can talk about other aspects of family. And the point is, all of these subjects segue into other threads, other conversational topics. Then you can always go back to the other ones. For example, in this example, you can always go back to her horseback riding. After you've talked about her siblings and other topics, your mind goes blank. You can jump back to one of the earlier topics or threads. Oh, sweet. Finally, they can Finally. cut the coconut. I'm so happy because I love coconut meat. It's like a whole meal. In the other place, they wouldn't cut it. If you're going to buy a coconut, you got to get your money's worth. <laughs> you got to eat the meat. It's the best part. Check it out. We found an outdoor gym. Oh, this is going to be quite the workout. Oh, yeah, so tough. But anyways, O in the Ford method 
So yeah, stands for occupation. Everybody has a job. Well, most people have jobs. So what do you do for work? It's one of the most common questions. And yeah, it's considered one of those boring questions, but so what? Ask about it. I mean, aren't you interested in what she does for work? I know I am. So ask her what she does for work and then follow it up with, what do you love about working there? What's your favorite thing about working there? And then the R stands for recreation. What do you love to do for fun? Everybody has hobbies, passions, and things they like to do for fun. And everybody loves talking about those things because they're things we love, love to do. So just ask her, what do you love to do for fun? What are you passionate about? What excites you? What do you love to do? Because everybody likes to talk about things they like. We lost Jen again. <sighs> D stands for dreams. Ask her what her hopes and dreams are. We all have dreams in life. For example, I might say something like, one of my dreams when I was younger was traveling the world. It's one of my biggest passions. In fact, I just came back from Vietnam. I mean, I'm in Vietnam right now, but you get the idea. This is in the future. And then I can say, what about you? What's one of your dreams? It's literally that simple. And these are topics that really everybody has stories and opinions about and things to share about. So use the Ford method next time you're getting stuck in the conversation and you don't know what to talk about. Speaking of questions that you can ask on a date, you can play the question game. This is my favorite way to get to know someone and keep the conversation going because anytime the conversation stalls and you don't know what to say and you ran out of things to say, you can always go back to the game. So I'm not going to explain the game here in this video, whoa. but I created an entire video that explains exactly how to play the question game and I'll put a link to it down in the description and you should play it on every date because it works really well and it keeps the conversation really fun instead of boring like an interview. Next. <laughs> State the obvious. Just talk about what's going on in that moment, which is your mind went blank. You don't know what to talk about. Just say it. Say, hey, my mind went blank. Does that ever happen to you? And that becomes a topic of conversation, how our minds sometimes go blank. And she might say, oh yeah, that happens to me all the time. Then you can say, how do you feel when your mind goes blank? Are you totally comfortable and at ease in that situation? Notice how I self-point. Or do you get kind of nervous when you can't think of anything to say? And then she'll give you an answer, then talk about that. You can even say something like, yeah, you seem like a pretty comfortable and confident person. Like, you know, there's an awkward silence. You're pretty at ease with yourself. Last and certainly not least, in fact, this is probably the best thing to do is have a plan. Do you like a man with a plan? Oh, yeah. So when I first started taking boot camps back in the day in Los Angeles, I learned a method called OCQT. Now, I don't recommend this method. I just want to explain so you understand that you should have a plan, but some plans are better than others. So O standard for observe. You see a beautiful woman, you observe something, such as she's wearing an interesting hat. Then C stood for comment. Hey, that's an interesting hat. Q was question. Hey, quick question. Did you buy that for yourself or was that a gift? Not a great question, but it works. Then that turns into T, which is a topic. Topic of conversation. If she said she bought it herself, 
it's interesting how we see things that we want and we go for it. See how that could kind of turn into a sexually charged topic? Now, the problem with that, it was really difficult. Remembering all those sequences, or remembering all those steps, and coming up with something each time. What if she's not wearing a hat? What if she's wearing jeans and a t-shirt and there's nothing really that interesting about her? So it was a very analytical process for me. I always felt like I was up in my head, even though I did get some results from it. Luckily now, we've come up with something that's a lot easier, a lot more authentic. You don't have to overanalyze and come up with these witty things to say, especially if she's just pretty and there's nothing that unique about her, except that she's cute. You can just be honest and be direct, and that works a lot better. This just means have something to fall back on. Oh my God, there's motorbikes on the sidewalk. Now, you really have to watch out for motorbikes when you're in Saigon. So have a default thing that you can go to. For example, if you're at a bar and you don't know what to say when you see a beautiful woman, have an opening statement, a conversation starter that you can fall back on, and it can be as easy as you girls seem fun. Are you fun? Or you girls seem friendly. Are you friendly? Or one of my favorites is just walking up to them and saying, hey, I don't believe we've met yet. My name is Matt. What's your name? Now for nighttime interactions, it's pretty hard to have like a set plan because the interaction might be two, three hours. Same with the dates. You don't want to memorize everything for a date or for, you know, longer interactions. But for short interactions, like daytime interactions here, in the middle of the street or at a park, whatever this is, I don't even know what this is, monument. You can have that plan because it's gonna be a short interaction. People are busy. You're not gonna have 30 minute interaction in the exact same spot that you met her. If the interaction is longer than five minutes, then you should go on an instant date with her. So those first two, three, or five minutes, you can have a plan. And that's exactly what we teach you guys on our live workshops. Exactly how to walk up to a woman with a plan knowing the beginning of the interaction, the middle, and the end, and doing that in the most confident and most effective way possible. And of course, we give you a bunch of feedback, we role play with models, and we make your approach as effective as possible and as genuine and authentic as possible because you don't wanna memorize a bunch of lines and routines or have a script. A lot of guys memorize routines because they're so afraid of running out of things to say, and I was the same way, especially at bars and clubs. I hated it when I walked up to girls and I'd say my opening statement and then I'm like, all right, uh, well, I guess that's all I got, bye, and walked away. So I memorized routine after routine after routine, but I felt like it wasn't me, it wasn't genuine. I felt like this dancing monkey or this weird social robot instead of just being authentically me. So instead of trying to memorize all this stuff to cover up your personality or cover up who you truly are, it's really about taking off all the masks and uncovering your true, authentic, confident self. Because I guarantee that deep down, there's a confident, badass motherfucker inside of you. So look man, to help you know exactly what to say so you don't have to run out of things to say on dates or when you meet women at bars and clubs and for daytime situations as well, make sure to download my free conversation cheat sheet. If you don't already have it, get it man, because it'll help you never have to worry about things to say. On a date, you can go to the bathroom and whip it out. <laughs> that sounds bad, but you know what I mean. You can whip out the conversation cheat sheet and you can come get an idea right then and there. You can say, oh, hmm, I can play that game. Oh, that'd be great. And you can go back 
and play it and your date will go a lot better. Trust me, man. So download it. It's absolutely free. And make sure to follow me on Instagram. If you're not following me, do it. Hit me up, send me a message. I would love to chat with you and help you out. And make sure to subscribe to this channel if you're not already subscribed and click that bell notification icon so you don't miss a thing. And let me know what you thought about this video. If you'd like this kind of video where I'm walking around doing stupid shit or if you'd like you know, more of a talking head type video, leave a comment down below and let me know what other topics you would like to see on this channel because I wanna help you out. And make sure to check out that video that I recommended for you about the question game because it's absolutely fantastic and you should be playing it on all of your dates. My name is Matt Artisan from The Attractive Man and I'll see you in the next video.